following content is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Sprocky Spriggs, and I'm the host of Always Another Way podcast. And this podcast speaks to open-minded and outside-of-the-box thinkers. It's for people who hear the call of hope in Always Another Way. And if you are very rigid and set in your beliefs, then this probably isn't your cup of tea. However, you should note that taste can change. And today, we are going to talk about acupuncture and Chinese medicine. Because Western medicine isn't the only game in town. And before we begin, I'm not bashing all of Western medicine. I have friends and family and have been in the care of some lifesavers, healers, and pioneers that all practice and work in Western medicine. But it would be foolish not to be aware of other options, considering headlines like the ones that I'm going to read you, and they happen much more than you think. So in June of 2016, three Florida residents had been charged in the largest single criminal healthcare fraud case ever brought against individuals by the U.S. Justice Department, an alleged Medicare fraud and money laundering scheme that netted participants a whopping $1 billion since 2009, more than 400 people across the country have been charged with participating in healthcare fraud scams, totaling $1.3 billion in false filings, including for the prescription and distribution of opioids. That's a most recent headline in 2017. And also most recently, Dr. Gary Martyr in Port St. Lucie has agreed to pay up to $18 million to reimburse the government for Medicare payments on patients who were not ill. The prosecutors allege that Martyr falsely diagnosed patients with skin cancer and put them through medically unnecessary radiation treatments, pocketing millions from insurance companies. And I'd also like to tell you a personal story. So in 2013, I have three children. My two older children got the flu shot and shortly after came down with the flu. My husband got it, and then I got it, and then our youngest child got it. But all in between that, I call it the flu of death <laughs> because I was I don't think I'd ever been that sick in my entire life. I don't think I've really been sick other than um, having mono in high school, more than probably two or three days max, the only one of those feeling super crappy. So we went um, to a doctor, um, one of the little, you know, ones in the strip malls and came in there, you know, this was actually the day after Christmas. So we were so sick that on Christmas Day, my husband and I were sleeping in two separate rooms, feeling like death, debating, should we go to the emergency room? Well, I have a $12,000 deductible, and I don't know, I'm just going to get the people who are nice enough to be there on Christmas sick, because if it's the flu, you know, what can you really do? So anyways, we waited to the next day, go to this doctor, and upon entering, he's like, well, you guys don't look very sick, which, you know, that's kind of strange. So anyways, they flu shot, you know, swab us, say, you don't have the flu, you have a cold, gives us a piece of paper. 
And on that paper, when I go home to look at it, I'm like, how can we not have the flu? I've never been this sick in my entire life. Uh, my other kids got it. My I gave my mother-in-law my two-year-old child, who she took to the doctor, who tested positive for A and B. So I don't understand how my two-year-old could have A and B, both my husband and I, nothing, and then my other two kids got sick. So I call them back up, and I'm like, this is crazy. How can this not be? And the paper you gave me even says, if you've had a fever for more than X days, you know, the, the three things I should come back in. That's what I came in telling him. So just a little perplexed, feeling awful. I, you know, we muscle through. I end up, you know, going back, getting almost, you know, not being able to breathe, getting a steroid shot. Finally lost 15 pounds, the sickest I'd ever been. It was awful. Now to note at that time too, I was under some very high stress and working in a very toxic work environment. And if you don't think your environment and the stress you are under plays a part in your sickness, well, I suggest you maybe look in hindsight. But anyways, so when you go through something like that, I'm like, I don't ever want that to happen again. So I have a friend of mine who is trained in Chinese medicine and acupuncture, and he puts up an article about how to annihilate the cold and flu with Chinese herbs. So I want to introduce you to my first guest today, Robert Youngs, and he's got some fancy words under his after his name, but I don't know what they are to say them. <laughs> but you can see them there on the screen. He is an acupuncturist and herbalist educated at Yosan University of Traditional Chinese Medicine and Columbia University. He treats people in his office in Beverly Hills alongside his Aussie Shepherd Dakota who's also an exceptional healer. Robert has appeared on Clever TV, CBS News, is a contributor to Mind Body Green, Elephant Journal, and Cure Joy. A former New Yorker, Robert loves theater, film, sand volleyball, surfing, tennis, KCRW music, and is an avid foodie. And I'm gonna put the links under this soon, but you can find him at robertyoungsacupuncture.com. He's on Facebook and Instagram at Young's Health. So thank you so much, Robert, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. And I want to ask you, why Chinese medicine instead of Western medicine? What made you want to go another way? Yeah, it's a great question, isn't it? And, you know, before I answer that, I also just wanted to say it's so nice to have kind of reconnected with you healer to healer. And I listened to your first podcast um, with the NSA people, not to be confused, I think, with the national security. <laughs> um, and it was fantastic. I learned so much, and I'm actually really interested in trying that now. It was fantastic. For those of you who haven't heard that one, you should start there as well. It was, it was awesome. Yes, thank you. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm a believer, and there's just, you know, not one way to do things. Yeah. There's always another way, obviously, and, um, and multiple always things. Always another way. You know, I think healing is not just one thing. It's, it's multiple things, such as the journey of life. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I love different modalities. So I was actually choosing between many different modalities, not just between Chinese and Western. I had a bunch of other things I was kind of interested in. But for me, you know, when I was 22 or so working in New York, I had a super high-stress job, and... Um, I went to see my first acupuncturist back then, and he really had a profound effect on my own personal issues, some stomach things that were always going on at the time I'd been a, you know, a teenager, and um, pretty much just eliminated them completely, which was amazing. And then flash forward, oh, I don't know, let's just say about 15 years or so, um, I was at that point then 
moved on and I was working as an actor, um, shooting a film on set in Guatemala with these big stars like Ben Gazzara and Talia Shire. And um, it, my own personal life, I was feeling kind of a little bit disillusioned and bored, really. Um, I was looking for something that would keep me a little bit more mentally stimulated, um, help me contribute something to the world, and you know, also, of course, provide an income. And um, this uh, Talia, I was sitting next to her on set, and she was like, well, you know, I was telling her all my problems, woe is me, you know, and, um, and she was like, you know, well, you know, you're a healer, right? And um, I didn't really see it at the time. And, and she kind of said, you know, well, what about that guy who came up? Remember he had that stomach thing and you gave him like that probiotic or something? And I was like, eh, it's simple. Anybody could have done that. She goes, yeah, but you're the only one who did. And he came back 15 minutes later and he was like, fine. So then I really started to see that in all the conversations that I was having with people where you would have – you know, like you have a conversation with a friend and you talk about a topic. It could be something silly. I mean, just like about like a film that we both saw or something. And then a couple of days later, I would be talking to this friend again and somebody else would be there. They'd be talking about the same film and, and the conversation topic would go off in a completely different direction. And I realized that whenever I was involved in the conversation, it would always slant back to something having to do with personal growth, healing, that kind of thing. And I realized that that unifying factor in these conversations was me <laughs> and um i just needed to kind of give myself permission to be who i guess i'd been all along so then i thought well um you know acupuncture always worked really well for me and um i started to explore it a bit more called my old acupuncturist in new york this amazing guy named jeff van dyke he's still practicing today you know some 20 odd years later and um he was like yeah you could definitely do that robert um i think it's for you um yeah, and that was kind of the beginnings of it. <laughs> awesome. I like it a lot. And uh, So now, how has your journey changed from this moment? So you've gone through these different transitions here and um, seeking out things, giving yourself permission. And now that you've decided, given yourself permission, and you decided to study it, what has changed just from your journey of, okay, I'm jumping in till now? Yeah. Yeah. I... um that first real big permission thing, the next sort of milestone for me was about six months into the program. Now at that time, I think I had done that gradual transitional thing, you know, in a sort of Joseph Campbell sense of, you know, just ease into things. Don't just, you know, jump off the cliff, so to speak. And for me, that meant in my mind, I said, well, I'll, I'll study acupuncture, I'll become an acupuncturist, and that'll be sort of a, a side thing, a way to, to help, to make money, to keep me busy while I'm not acting. Six months into this program, I kind of had a bit of a revelation, which was, I'm really good at this. Wow, this is coming easier to me than all the other things I've done in my life so far. And that's when I kind of realized that I needed to just give myself permission to do what I wanted to do, you know, to say, it's okay to stop doing something else. All the things that I've done in the past, the marketing job, the acting, all these things would probably feed in and, and serve me in this new career and this new path in my life. And, and it did. And so I think I really started to flourish in it when I did give myself that kind of permission to mentally say, hey, you don't have to do these other things anymore. You can just stop them and move on to something new. And as I did that, it just started to give me, and, you know, and, and then the journey over the next, whatever, six years of grad school and, and taking the boards and all that kind of stuff and then starting my own business, um, confidence, this, this sense of self-worth uh, passion for something um, 
those are the things I feel like I've really gained um, from helping others, you know, and being able to show up every work to work every day and kind of go, wow, I get to help someone today. This is awesome. Um, and I've seen some pretty amazing things. Uh, it's, it's been a wonderful journey so far. Well, speaking of amazing things, why don't you tell me about one of the most amazing things that you've seen firsthand in a client that's come to see you? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think one of the most uh, memorable things I've seen happen and amazing things happen, and there's been quite a few. The one that comes to mind first is actually one of my first ones. Um, I was uh, in grad school and acupuncture still in the United States is more and more understood or I, I guess I should say has more and more recognition while at the same time you'd be amazed at how many people have heard of it and yet haven't actually tried it. So when people first hear about acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine, they usually think of pain. And so they'll come in for like, oh, I got some neck pain and my orthopedist told me to come and, and see you. And once I realized, you know, that they gave me a clean bill of health in terms of it not being broken or something like that, right? Like you were talking a little bit about Western versus Eastern doctors. And um, I'm actually a big proponent of both at the moment. I really feel like the future is going to be some sort of synergy between them both. And not to get too off topic, I'll get back to the amazing things that I've seen, but I just wanted to kind of throw that in there at this point. I, I agree with you. I think there's room for, there's room for everybody. Everybody's not all good and not all bad. And um, yeah, I believe that too. Uh, an MD, be it, uh, an orthopedist or be it a gynecologist will rule things out, right? So the person goes to that doctor first and the doctor then says to them, okay, you don't have fibroids or you don't have you know, PCOS, but your menstrual cycle is definitely still off balance and we recommend that you take these hormones. And that's exactly, pretty much exactly what happened with one of my the patients who had this amazing experience. So to circle back, she came in uh, about 35 years old, two kids, was having menstrual pain to the point of it being debilitating, meaning vomiting, diarrhea, missing work for a full day, maybe longer. Oh, no. Usually right around the 14th, 15th day of the month during ovulation. And so she also lived, <laughs> I live in Los Angeles, she also lived in uh, Palm Springs, which is about two and a half hours away give or take and so I said okay we got to figure out number one we can't just do this with acupuncture we also need to use herbs and that's a big part of Chinese medicine so that was fine so we did a session of acupuncture um, I gave her an herbal formula to help balance the hormones uh, regulate the liver chi um, spleen so these things when we say this in Chinese medicine let's also be clear it's not the kind of thing if we said you know oh you've got liver chi stagnation or spleen chi deficiency you wouldn't go back to your gynecologist and say hey I think she, he said there's something wrong with my liver it's more the energetic qualities of these organs and so with that said I give this herbal formula that's supposed to do these things as well as it's got you know like a donguey herb in there which also has phytoestrogen plant estrogen which will help adaptogenically balance the hormones and over the course of about two to three months, what happened was, let's, let's call that pain of hers, I, mean, I think we could say maybe a nine out of 10, I mean, it was pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. She went from a nine out of 10 to right around a four or a five after about 28 days of being on the herbs. And she'd come back one more time for acupuncture. So that's pretty good. She was pretty excited. Uh, and yeah. then I said, well, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna keep going, right? And so then the next 28 days later, she was down to about a three. 
And um, at that point, we started kind of slowly tapering down the, the level and the amount of herbs that she was taking. And um, I still talk to her today. She'll check in every now and then. And I think after that first couple of months, she got to where she wasn't taking herbs anymore. Her menstrual cycle was regular, on time, um, and down to like, let's just say a three out of 10. So maybe she might take one or two, you know, ibuprofen. That's about it. So huge change for her. Absolutely amazing. Pretty amazing, especially since for her, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was, I think it was more than just a personal aversion, but I think there was also something in her medical history, which kind of prohibited her from taking like, let's say the pill or some other form of artificial hormones. Um, so it was the perfect solution for her. Right. And I think it could be for other people as well. It's, it's definitely another way. And there's a, no side effects to acupuncture, right? No, no, no side effects to acupuncture. Um, you know, acupuncturists in the entire country are trained and they pass state boards. So the safety of it is all very much insured by the state and by the national boards. Um, needles are single use meaning they're considered biohazardous waste after you open up a sterile package. So that's not an issue. It's often a question that people have. Um, and then what else? Cupping people sometimes. You know, it's one of the modalities of acupuncture and, and traditional medicines. Um, and then the herbs, yeah, the same. Not really any side effects. Um, you're actually, in fact, because they're basically food, just sort of concentrated, like a good example might be ginger, right? Ginger is actually a, a sort of food Chinese herb. Um, some herbs, of course, you're not just going to eat in general, but they're medicinal. But um, ginger is a good example because people know it well. Um, it's just then dried and processed a little bit so that it, it can be put into a capsule or something like that. Um, and again, yeah, no, no, no side effects. And can you tell us um, a little bit about cupping? What's that? Yeah, um, cupping really has taken off, hasn't it? Have you tried it yet? No, but I have seen... I've seen the marks and I'm excited. I yeah. know somebody who has, who's really just been singing the praises. I've been, of course, all over acupuncture and your Chinese herbs, which we'll talk about after this. But yeah. tell us about cupping. Sure. Yeah, so cupping, um, it has been gradually increasing in popularity. And I think the thing that kind of put it over the edge of popularity was last summer, was it the summer before, when Michael Phelps did a Instagram post with his trainer putting cups on the back of his body. Um, and it just kind of blew up and we got a lot of people coming in after that going, you know, I've always seen these marks. I want to try it. What is it? What does it do? Yeah, so what does it do? So What's cupping, it for? <laughs> yeah, so cupping, you use um, suction, a vacuum, basically, to bring blood, red blood cells, white blood cells, and energy, which the Chinese call qi, to the area to help stimulate healing. And that can be in the fascia, the muscle layers, pretty deep within the skin. And the marks are there because when you when you artificially create that environment like a bruise right it's a similar thing you're bringing this suction like a, a hickey in a way right when you're a kid remember like someone would give you a hickey yes. <laughs> a similar kind of thing and um the red cells the blood cells they all stay in that area to help heal something that we might not see a visible eye or the person might not be aware of a past trauma um something that's just caught there and so i often think of it sometimes as being in fact diagnostic way so you can do the same level of tension or suction on one side of the body and on the next with the cups no more than about an inch away from each other. So just imagine that, right? Okay. Down the spine, for example. 
we take these cuffs off, you know, very often. I mean, most of the time, you'll actually see a darker mark on one than the other. And I think that's diagnostic. It's, it's basically the blood, the body saying, we're going to leave these red blood cells there in this area to help heal something that needs to be healed. Isn't the body so smart? It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And in fact, that's, that's kind of the way when people ask, you know, how does acupuncture work? That's kind of what I say. I mean, there's all these, these complicated explanations and different things about hormone releases and things like that. And I'm sure they're all true. Often in my office, I'll just kind of tell people, look, we're putting needles into the body and these energetic pathways the Chinese have mapped out long ago, which you can now see on certain I think they're MRI videos and things like that um, and brain scans. Um, and it communicates with the brain and central nervous system. And the body sends a message to heal itself. And that's kind of what's happening. And there's also this sort of thing that happens with, of course, you're aware of, Marina, where you, the, when the needles start to go in and you're in a nice sort of darkly lit room and it's kind of relaxing, there's just something that hits your body energetically and makes you almost want to go into this, this deep nap, which is so rejuvenative. The nap, you know, it's just, it's amazing. And it's about 20 minutes long. And um, people usually feel like they're kind of um, half awake, half dreaming, can almost sort of control their thoughts. But they come out of it like very rejuvenated. Um, and it lasts, you know, for a good four or five days or so. Uh, it's, it's amazing. I believe it. Well, I know it. I've tried it. So that's for sure. And I want to talk about your, um, just some of the other things you do, your, your Chinese herbs. And I want to talk about one specifically because I have personal experience with it, is your immune builder. And you had written an article, and I think it was in 2014, and this was the year after I had the flu of death and was like, I do not want to get this again. And then, oh, look what Robert wrote. Oh my gosh, I, I want to take this stuff. So we ordered from you and um, have been taking them and then, you know, web more religiously than I and have not been sick. I mean, really oh, feel exactly. good, super, and I have a bunch of different things of yours, um, and I, I want you to tell uh, tell everybody just about some of the different kind of things that you do have. You know, you can go see Robert personally. He can, he can you know, go through your whole history and get something specific for you, but you have a few, like, ready-to-made products for some things available, and if you could tell us a little bit about those. Yeah, you know, um, it's interesting, too, just in that personal journey thing we were talking about as well. I actually, in school, you know, found herbs to be one of the most difficult things that we were given to learn. And because it was so difficult for me, I had to kind of study a bit harder at it and, and focus on it a bit more than some of my classmates. Um, it actually became something that I, I love the most that I'm, I'm, I'm good at. Um, so Chinese herbs are something that have, again, been in the traditional medicine. And there are many traditional medicines, by the way, like in the world, like the World Health Organization, I don't know the statistic, but it's something like, you know, 75% or something high like that of the world still relies on traditional medicines. So what are we talking about when we're talking about traditional medicines? Well, we're, we're talking about things like acupuncture, like herbs, um, cupping, things like this. Uh, the in India, you know, the, it's called Ayurvedic medicine, right? It's the yes. Same kind of thing. It's traditional medicines that have been passed along through generations, and that they've kept and still use in conjunction with Western medicine because it works. So, herbs. Chinese herbs are things like we said before, like ginger or uh, reishi or astragalus, right? Things like that are cordyceps. And this particular formula that you're asking about is one that is based on a, a Chinese formula that's, again, been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years, 
and um, it's called Yu Ping Yu Ping Fang San. And what that means, the translation is um, jade windscreen. So in Chinese medicine, it's believed that pathogens enter the body through the back of the neck and through the mucous membranes, and the body has its own natural defense mechanisms, which they call the Wei Qi, W-E-I, and then Q-I for Qi, right? It just means defensive energy of the body. And by using certain herbs and these sort of diagnostic principles, they can they combine put this formula together that, that helps to do a couple of things. The astragalus in it and the reishi and the cordyceps. Now, some of these herbs, by the way, I've sort of added to contemporize the formula um, with herbs that they might not have had access to as freely back then, like the reishi or the cordyceps. But the basis of the formula has that, uh, has the astragalus, and then I've added those other two men. Those, those nourish and build stomach, um, the chi of the body in general, and of course this wei chi really specifically to ward off pathogens. And then there's a couple other herbs in there that do things such as optimizing digestion, right? Because if you're not digesting things well and getting your nutrients properly, well, you're going to be more apt to get sick. And then it also has something called ruweta, which is a formula, which is, sorry, is an herb that astringes. So it helps keep fluids and things that you need in the body in case you're just leaking them through the pores or somewhere else. And then finally, it's got an herb called fang fang, which is a, what we call a, a, an herb that releases the exterior. And in Chinese medicine, again, when that pathogen starts to come in from the outside, you want to kind of induce a little bit of a sweat and release the pathogen from the skin so that it, it, it dissipates. So that's kind of a long explanation of immunity, the formula, but that's kind of what it is, how it works. And people can take it. I mean, the way I suggest that people take it is if you know that you are someone who's susceptible to colds in general, well, then you should probably take something like this for a good two weeks or so just to build up your immunity in general. If you're in relatively good health, but you know that you're going to be exposed to someone who, let's say you're getting ready to get on a plane. Well, you don't know, but you probably think there could be some sick people. Definitely take, you know, maybe four or five capsules a times a day during the trip. And then if you know for sure, like your husband is getting coming down with some of your kids, then you want to increase that dose to maybe three times a day and increase the number and quantity that you're taking, which I know that probably sounds like a lot to some people, like four capsules twice a day. So herbs are really gentle. They're really gentle. Again, we said they're kind of foodish, like think of them that way. So you have to kind of take a bit more of them to work. But again, because they're a little less potent, it's not that side effects of maybe taking a little pharmaceutical pill or something. Oh, that's for sure. I'm a big fan of herbs. And so we just got yeah. a couple more minutes. And I'm just wondering, is there anything else that you do another way? Something, I don't know. <laughs> well, you <Or> know. Everything. <laughs> um, when you sent me a, an email kind of uh, saying something about, um, you know, some suggestions for what you meant by that, and you said toothpaste, I went, oh, yeah. I actually totally do toothpaste in a weird way. And it's probably not the way that you meant, but... <laughs> <laughs> I actually take the toothpaste right out of the tube and put it in my mouth as opposed to putting it on the toothpaste on the on the toothbrush because it just seems more efficient that way you don't waste it, it doesn't get spilled or anything. Um, do you brush with your finger one. or a toothbrush? What's that? Do you brush with a finger or your toothbrush? Toothbrush, but I put the toothpaste directly into my mouth instead of right on the toothbrush. I like your style. Well, very cool. Well, um, thank you so much, yeah. Robert. I've really appreciated you being on. You are just 
a wealth of knowledge. You are a true healer and just such a kind and compassionate friend. And I'm so glad. I think I've known you for maybe oh. like, I don't know, 20 years or maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. I was thinking about that also. I think it's been probably almost 20 years. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're getting old. Yeah. You've had, <laughs> You've had quite a journey, too. Congratulations. That's for sure. Thank you very much. And you can find Robert at robertyoungsacupuncture.com. He's on Facebook, and he's on Instagram at Young's Health. And you know, there's always another way. <laughs>